Hi, sorry if my fan is louder than normal. I'm not in a good mood today, and I don't feel like getting up and turning it down like I usually do. Um, so apologies for that. I'm trying to keep the my phone by my face more so that it, hopefully you'll be able to hear some of this. Um, I'm just not in a good mood today. I didn't sleep well on Friday night going into Saturday. I was really tired yesterday, um, and it was annoying me more than it usually would have because I knew that I was going to have to stay up really late last night because the Olympics are going on right now, and I love the Olympics, and my favorite Olympic sport is um, gymnastics. Like, I follow that sport all like all the time, like every year, not just during the Olympics, um, and like the when. Because the Olympics are in Japan, like, time-wise, like, when they compete is, like, really late at night here, usually overnight so far, or it's, like, super early in the morning. Like, during the week, like, the team final is at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning, things like that. Um, But, like, qualifications is what was going on yesterday, and that's where, like, every team competes every there's like individuals from like countries who didn't make it and get an entire team with the olympics but they had like one person from their country that was able to make it and compete all of them competed to see who was going to make like the all-around final and the team final and like all the individual event finals like vault and bars and things like that um it's always a very dramatic competition because like i said if somebody makes a mistake on an event or falls or something then even if they're, like, somebody that is uh, considered to be, like, someone that could medal on that event, if you make a mistake that day, then you're not going to make it into the event finals. So it's a very, like, dr- like naturally dramatic kind of thing. Um, and so yesterday I knew I was going to have to stay up really late to watch that because I knew I wasn't going to, as tired as I was, I knew I was never going to be able to fall asleep knowing that that competition was going on with and I would need to like look at the scores to see what was going to happen um like I I just knew that like and the competition for like the women from the U.S. didn't start until like one o'clock in the morning so I didn't go to sleep until like 3 a.m. when I was really tired and it took a bit for me to fall asleep afterwards because I was very like frustrated and I'm gonna try to explain why without hopefully people listening to this that don't follow gymnastics here all the time will not think that I'm being terrible but let let me just go on with this I was frustrated because Simone Biles made a lot of mistakes and she still made all of the like you know, she made the all-around final. She made all of the event finals, like, for literally every single event. Um, so she made a bunch of mistakes that, for anyone else, would have been enough to, like, make it where they wouldn't make the event finals anymore. And that is possible for her on, at least for vault and floor, most of the time, because she is so far ahead of everybody else. I don't know what happened with her, with beam, necessarily. I kind of do, but, like, what I'm trying to say is that, you sh- like, she's, like, the, she's the obvious, like, veteran for the U.S. Olympic team. Everyone else on the team 
has never been to an Olympics before. So she's supposed to be, like, the leader for them. Um, and she started making mistakes, like, really early on. Um, like, from her first event on, she... The only event... Out of the four events, the only one that she, like, hit her routine on was bars. Every other, like... Which is weird, because beam and vault and floor are all the events that she's like known for she usually makes those for event finals and this time she also made bars event finals which is whatever (laughs) um but i'm frustrated because she i she her doing that put a lot of pressure on the younger gymnasts on the team And some of them, like, one of them fell twice when she has never fallen like that ever at any major competition. Like, ever. Ever. (laughs) And she fell twice. And I think it was because, like, the U.S. has won, like, every team competition, like, ever since forever. Like, for, since 2010 was the last time we didn't win. And... It's just qualifications. Like, everyone has to compete again in team finals, and they can easily do better and win um, that easily. But it's more of a frustration of because it was qualifications and everyone else on the team had never competed before, and, like, her, who is so far and above everybody else, It's hard to reconcile that she can make all of these mistakes that cost the team, like, where they don't, where, like, Russia ended up in first place, about a point above the U.S., first time since 2010, and that happened because of all of the mistakes that Simone made. It made all the other people competing feel even more nervous than they ever have before because like I said one of the Jordan Childs is one of the people on the team she fell on bars and beams she's not fallen on bars and beam in over a year but she fell because she was likely feeling more pressure after seeing Simone not do as great um as she usually does and just make weird mistakes and so it's hard to for me to reconcile that watching like Simone still made all of the event finals and the all-around finals but like Jordan might not compete all of the events that she would have in the team final, which is, and she didn't make the all-around final and things like that because she fell. And, like, the mistakes that she made weren't, like, much worse than the mistakes that Simone made. But she won't get to go to any of the events because her start value isn't as high. Like, that's how this whole thing works with scoring, but it's just, it's super frustrating to watch Simone make these mistakes and know that she herself will be fine but that now like there's so much more pressure on the team because we have never been we have been in first place for literally 10 years straight this is the first time that they haven't been in 10 years and so now there's all this pressure on them to like not be the first team that loses a team competition at like a big international event especially the olympics and like they don't need that and it's frustrating because the mistakes she made probably cost the team like two and a half points because all of them were like pretty big like errors like she didn't fall 
but they were things that on like the mistakes she made on floor and and beam and vault probably cost her around five to eight tenths off probably around eight tenths for most of them for each one of her scores so basically on those three events each one of her scores was a point lower than it usually was if she would have just done what she always does every single time or she would have just done what she, what she usually does in like qualifications and everything the team would have been in first place and things wouldn't wouldn't be as stressful as they are but she didn't but for whatever reason she made a lot of like silly mistakes like things that she usually doesn't do and now there's all this pressure on them and I just get so annoyed because this is what happens when you like follow gymnastics all the time because I'm a fan of all of the gymnasts on the U.S. team and even though Simone is definitely the best gymnast of all time I just have a hard time feeling like it's fair that that she still is going to get all of the like recognition for herself like she's going to still she still was able to compete in the all-around and the floor final and the vault final and actually made bars final which is weird and the beam final like everyone expected her to do like she still is going to be able to do all of that and come away with a bunch of medals like she she's not going to be able like if she makes the mistakes that she made um in like qualifications during the all-around final or during the event final she's not going to get like the medals that she wants so there's at least that but like it's just so frustrating that she was able to make all of those mistakes that hurt the team and affected the other gymnasts on the team but like she herself will be fine it's just ugh that's part of what makes gymnastics so frustrating like to compare to like swimming like when Michael Phelps was Michael Phelps <laughs> in swimming if he went to like the Olympic final or like the Olympic trials and wasn't like the top two in a race he wasn't going to go to the Olympics for that race if he was at the Olympics and he didn't win or didn't get one of the medals then that's it like it's not up to judges to score like how he did like it is with gymnastics it's very clear cut so like for him like um like that's the fun part about swimming for me is like it doesn't matter how good your like your reputation is like it doesn't really matter if you don't do it in the moment you're not going to make the team or you're not going to get the medals period it doesn't matter um so yeah this is one of those frustrating things about gymnastics because she has like a start value that's higher than others so she's able to make like big time mistakes that takes basically a point off of her score and she is still able to make like the top eight in the world despite that um it just is i don't know it just i have a hard time with it like she is definitely the best gymnast of all time but it's hard to see her get all of these opportunities after not and part of it as hard is that like she didn't compete that great at Olympic trials either so it's like what's happening <laughs> like why aren't you comp like what's going on 
I sincerely hope that she, like, kills it to death during the team final and gets, like, huge scores and um, makes it much easier for everyone else on the team to succeed and everything to, like, calm everything back down. Um, but it just, it, it sucks. It just sucks seeing that. And it didn't help that I was really tired yesterday. Um, I did sleep until like 9.30 this morning, which is sleeping late for me. But I was like, it's already 2 o'clock. I feel like the day is already like flown by. And I've just been laying in bed not doing anything. Because um, I'm still tired. And annoyed. Um... One thing I was thinking about that I just figured out, my, so like my mom, um, I said it in the thing that I posted on Friday, was that that my mom had messaged me being like, I could have you use a bio life card. And then instead of her sending me money every month, because then I guess that's like a card where I could like go to an ATM or go to like the bank and like take money out of it if I needed money like um basically the idea was she would put money on that card and then that was how I would get money from her every month instead of her paypaling me um and I avoid everything to do with her so I avoided that for like since Wednesday basically not like because I don't even know what a BioLife card is. So I just Googled it. And it's a card you get when you give plasma. Um, so just in case no one knows what that is. like giving It's like giving blood. Um, but it's not exactly... It's not blood. It's the... I don't know what plasma is like biological wise. But I think it's something in your blood. And it's something that they need. They still need. Like when you give blood. They still need plasma. Um, and so you give. You can. It's a way to make money basically. Like I remember hearing about that. Like a couple years after. I wasn't. Like hugely poor when I was in school. And I was like annoyed that I didn't know. About giving plasma when I. The first, the first couple years that I was, like, living on my own when I first moved out here, I only made, like, six seventy an hour, and um, whenever I had rent, I usually only had, like, $20 left over after I paid rent every month, and there would be days where I, like, wouldn't, the only food that I would eat would be the food from the deli that I worked at, at work, because I didn't have money to, like, buy food on my own, and it was very stressful, um, and that's kind of what, like, usually the people who, like, donate plasma are, like, college students or people who are poor or whatever who need it as a way to get, like, get extra money. Because I guess it is a good way to, um, to make extra money. Like, it's a pretty sizable amount that if you give enough, um, that you get a good amount of money. And I guess they give you this debit card where they put, like, whatever they give you. 
um, however much money you make on it instead of giving you, I don't know, cash or something like that. Um, but I'm thrown off by that because, well, first off, because I remember that my sister last fall sometime, I think. I can't remember. I can't remember if it was last fall or like the beginning part of this year. There was like a day where she was going to come by and we were going to run errands together. And she ended up coming by like much earlier than normal because, and she told me she was at a place where she was going through the whole thing to like give plasma because they have to do like a whole workup on you to make sure that you're healthy and all that. And, um, someone who was going to do it, like sometimes when, like when you get blood, you can like pass out or whatever. They had to call like an ambulance for somebody who like passed out when they were doing it. So she got scared and ended up leaving early and coming by by me but now that like sticks in my head because she probably got the idea from my mom because if my mom has a bio life card it means that she's been using that as a way to get extra money um and my sister just didn't want to tell me that she got the idea from my mom remember her saying at the time that she that a friend of hers or something did it and that's from like work and that's like where she got it from but that's clearly not the complete truth um and the other part that's bothering me is that like my mom's 64 or she will be 64 on Wednesday um, and she has never been, like, financially stable. Like, my parents were the opposite of financial stability growing up. Like, we never had any money. Um, like, she's, the whole reason she stole money from me, she said, was to help her pay rent for the places we live that she could apparently never afford. Um, so... And, like, she's just always been like that. Like, every place she's lived, um, like, way back in, like, 2018, before, it was, like, right when I started going to therapy, my mom asked me to move in with her to, like, help her save money on rent and stuff. And because I was, oh, I've always struggled with money, too. And I honestly was told her that I was going to do it, even though I didn't want to. Like, if I hadn't gone to therapy... I would have moved in with her. Like, the reason why I told her I didn't want to is because my therapist helped me figure out a way to tell her, like, that I didn't want to move in with her. But I was going to do it that, that like, summer of 2018. I feel like if I did it, I never would have, like, gotten away from her or survived any of this. Um, but, like, she's always struggled with money and... And all that sort of stuff for, like, my entire... For basically the entire time I've been around, she has. And she retired a couple years ago from teaching. But she's, but she's, she's still, like, is, like, I don't know what to call it. She works with, like, autistic kids at a school. But she doesn't work long enough for it to be considered, like, full-time. So she doesn't lose, like, her pension, I guess. Um... I don't really understand how that works. She started doing that 
like around the time when I didn't talk to her anymore so I never really asked for for an explanation but it doesn't really matter anyway but like she does that basically and I guess gives plasma um to help make ends meet and I just I don't want to live that life like I don't want to be like in my 60s still having to work still having to work more than one job when I'm supposed to be retired (laughs) and I'm getting like my pension on top of two different other like for ways of income because I don't know how to like budget my money like that was the thing with my mom is that like she tended to choose to live places that she couldn't really afford or would like spend money on things that she didn't really need to um and was just not good at like knowing how to budget like this is how much I have to pay on all of my bills and this is what I will have left over and part of it is like the whole part of the whole situation when you are a covert narcissist like she is is that she doesn't want my sister and I she didn't want my sister and I to ever be like completely independent individuals like she wanted us to have to go back to her for help like that's why like I haven't spoken to her in three years we don't have a relationship but we still communicate over the fact that she pays me money supposed to pay me money every month like that happens still because I felt like I was financially dependent on her. Like, me and my sister both were. And kind of, I kind of still am. Like, when she wasn't paying me that money, uh, it was a lot more stressful for me figuring out how I was going to pay my bills because that's an extra $300 at the end of every month that I expected. Um, And... So she didn't want us to actually be, like, financially stable enough to be able to pay all of our bills and be a functioning adult without needing her to be around. Like, people like that, like, covert narcissists especially, they want, they don't want their kids to be able to, like, succeed on their own. They want them to have to come back to them for help all the time so they can rescue them, so they can be the one to help them out of situations. So whenever we were short on money she would always give us money and that made us financially dependent on her um and i don't i don't want to do that like she was like that with her mom too like her mom died when i was 16 but she used to i remember she used to send like checks in the mail of money to her every month and like we used to talk to her mom on the phone like every like every two days or something and I can remember times since I was young since I was like eight or nine hearing my mom on the phone talking to her asking her for money or her saying like can you send me this amount of money and she would send it um and like I don't want to be like that Like, I don't want to be, like, have gone through my entire adult life and be in my fucking 60s and still 
unable to pay my bills and not know how to budget my money or spend it on things I don't really need or choose to live in a places that I can't really afford. Like, like I reminded just of myself a couple, when I was looking for, when I was looking for apartments a couple months ago or almost a year ago at this point, when I was looking for apartments, when I ended up moving into this place, there was another place that I was looking at, and it was a really nice place, um, it was, like, a one-bedroom that had, like, an extra, like, kind of, like, walk-in closet room that I would, that I could picture myself using to put litter in, um, and it was just really, it was a nice, like, big, pretty big apartment for a studio it was in one of those like complexes where there was a bunch there was like a bunch of different um apartments next to each other and that always helped me feel safer and there was like a pool and an exercise room and things like that but like the rent for it was like 700 and something dollars a month and I like really I looked at that apartment was really happy and wanted to apply there and then I also looked at this place, which is like six forty a month, which is something that is much more affordable for me. And the size of the apartment here is smaller, but it's better. It's better sized for me. Like it's easier for me to like keep this apartment clean, since so it's not that big, as opposed to a bigger place like that. That other place was. Um, and like I just there, I can't afford like seven. It was like seven. It was like seven hundred and like thirty dollars or something like that a month on rent, which is seventy dollars more than what I pay now. And yeah, I wouldn't be able to afford that easily at all. I that's not really an affordable amount. But I think about that because I really wanted to move into that place. But then I got went home and I was looking at it and I was thinking about it, and I was like, the place that I live in now is much more affordable even if it is smaller and it's not as like nice like it doesn't look as nice or fancy or whatever as the other place does that's the place I should live because that's the place I can actually this is the place that I can actually afford um like there's no point in me moving into a place that I can't afford and being stuck in that cycle again so I chose to live here and I think about that thinking about how my mom was basically like that has been like that forever like she just kept moving into places that she could never afford because she probably liked them more than another place that was cheaper but maybe not as nice or something like that like there's a lot of other circumstances that go and go into that but that's a general idea um and i just I don't want to be like that. Like, I don't want to have to be... I don't want to be in my 60s. Like, I'm supposed to be retired, but working more... Or working just as much as I did when I worked full-time... To try to make ends meet. Living at apartments that I can't really afford. Having, like, a car payment that I can't really afford. Like, I haven't gotten... I know that... I've done a lot of work in the last, like, couple years, especially the last year, to fix some of that. Like, I haven't, I haven't gotten a new car because I know that I can't afford 
um, like as it stands right now, I can't afford the car payment plus paying for insurance and registration every year. That's like, I can't do that. However much that would be, like the car payment and insurance would probably be an extra like $300, $400 a month. And right as it has it been for the last year, I can't afford that. So I haven't gotten a new car because I know that that's not something I can really do right now. Um, I chose to move into this place instead of a place that was nicer but was too expensive for me. Like, um, yeah, I feel like I've gotten somewhat better at it, but not, but at the same time when I, because I can recognize at least the patterns that my mom did, but at the same time it's like, I still am somewhat dependent on her paying me money every month. Um, like if she suddenly stopped paying me, I would deal with it, but it would be really, it would be a challenge because that's an extra, that's $300 at the end of every month when I get paid for, uh, when I have to pay my rent and, and my student loans are around that time. Um, and I, I don't know, I, I just get, I don't want to be like that. Like, I know the world is hard with capitalism and everything, like, trust me, I'm aware. But, like, I don't want to, I don't want to be stuck in that pattern that my parents were stuck in forever. Like, my dad was like that, too. They were never emotionally stable. Or, well, they weren't emotionally stable, but they were never financially stable. Like, they had to file for bankruptcy when they got divorced, and, um, like, they had to use the money that they had saved for our college to pay off attorney bills for their divorce and um was always just moving to a new place every couple years after that because they could neither one of them could seem to afford anywhere that they actually lived um I don't want to live like that like I'm really tired of I'm honestly, like, really tired of living this way, where I feel like I can't do anything for myself. Like, I feel like I can't go out to a store and, like, I can't really go out and buy new clothes for myself, or I can't, I just feel like I can't do anything that's nice, just, like, something to do just because I enjoy doing it. Because I know that if I do that, then I likely won't be able to pay some bill that I need to pay that I have a hard time affording. Like, the thing that I used to say a lot on here last fall was that, which I still wish I could do, which is that I wish that I could just, like, um, that I could, like, book out a hotel for a bunch of days in a row and stay in a hotel and just like relax like that for like like you know checking her at a hotel is like 3 p.m like checking at a hotel one day at three stay like that night and another night and then go home like the next day or something um it's because i wish i could do that because 
last summer when I had to live in a hotel for like three weeks when everything was going on with my landlord before I moved in with my sister and all that. It was an extremely stressful experience um, because of everything that was going on with my landlord. Like I had to drive home like every other day to check on my cats and I just was really really anxious and panicky that whole time because I didn't know what was going on with her. I didn't know if I had a feeling that I was going to have to move out, but I didn't, but it was, like, so up in the air that I, like, even though I was staying in a hotel for, like, three weeks all that time and staying in a really nice, like, huge comfy bed with, like, six pillows and, um, had an air conditioner. I love in hotels where they make, like, the room super cold because I'm always warm when I sleep. So, like, I had a super nice air conditioner at the hotel that I stayed in had, like, a full-on like whole kitchen with a fridge and a stove and all this stuff so I just like bought food off of like shipped and got it delivered to my hotel so I didn't have to worry about like ordering out food and things like that um and could just do that like it that experience would have been much nicer and calmer if I would have been able to relax during it but because everything and my apartment was so fucking stressful and I didn't know what was going on I couldn't relax during it and so ever since that experience ended I wish that I could just do that like in the middle of a week one week just like stay in a hotel for a couple days and to just to like be able to actually relax like to be able to stay in a hotel and sleep in a huge bed with like a bunch of pillows and um like feel like I'm pampering myself because I'm staying in a room where I I don't have to worry about cleaning it it's not my bathroom it's not my kitchen I don't have like the anxieties that come with that I can just get away from my apartment for a couple days and know that like after like two days when I come back home my cats will still be there and you can pretty much leave cats alone for that amount of time and they'll still be fine um like you can just leave out like a shit ton of food and water and stuff um but like shouldn't keep them like stay longer away without somebody checking on them than like two days but two days is long enough for them where they'll be all right um yeah I just wish I could do that but I feel like I can't and I know I can't because of because of money um, like, I see people going on vacation, starting to go on vacations again now, and I just wish I could afford doing that. Um, and I don't want to feel like this forever. And I don't want to be stuck in the patterns that my parents were stuck in forever. But I don't know what to do to... Get out of that.